Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and Prologue Digital Advertising Agency. Round one, go. Uh, well, you know, there's just nothing to talk about this week. So I guess that's it for Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. <laughs> and Marty McClendon. And he is joking, of course, as he always is. Doug, before we get started, though, uh, happy weekend to you, of course. Happy Saturday. You know, I was just thinking about our bumper music, you know, the sort of like that teen spirit sound thing. That yes. could be classic rock now. Our, our show's anthem could be classic rock now as things are going. What do you think? On the Goldie Station? Come on. Of course it could. That's great. So, Marty, let me ask you a question. Sure. How's the birthday week going, man? See, I am so... Did I convert you guys to a birthday week yet or not? We're not quite... We we haven't quite fully adopted it. We keep on talking about a birthday week. We get about a birthday two, three days. We're (laughs) building up to... Birthday week, as we call it that. Well, as- I hope you had a great birthday last Thursday. I uh, sorry I couldn't hang out with you, but you know I'll make it up to you this summer when we get together. It's going to be great. Yeah, we have to go fishing uh, again. I'm telling you. So you know, uh, we have a guest today by way of telephone. It's uh, State Senator Phil Fortunato, and he, uh, you know, he's got he's got a few things he can talk about. <laughs> With this session that just wrapped up in Olympia, which was not an unmitigated disaster. It was just a, okay, it was an unmitigated disaster. But Phil, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? All right, thank you. And uh, just if I do cut out, uh, I might have to pass through a dead spot here. So okay, hang well, on and I'll we, you know, pop out at the other side. Doug and I can handle it whenever it's a dead spot. We know. Last week we had Jim Walsh from the House. Now we have Senator Fortunato in the Senate. There's a handful of people in both the House and the Senate that we can say are conservative stalwarts, being warriors that tend to maintain a sense of humor. And I see that for uh, Phil Fortunato too. Senator Fortunato has always had a sense of humor in the midst of the battles he faced. <laughs> And he does a great karaoke, too, brother. If you haven't seen his... uh... See, that is true. (laughs) I can't wait for the next karaoke release from uh, Senator Fortunato. So, uh, Phil, obviously, the you know everybody knows that you're big on Second Amendment, and you know you're a you you like to do competition shooting and things like that. So, what about this uh, so-called assault weapons ban? What's your take on that? Well, you know, I uh, I did have a couple of amendments. Uh, one of them, you know, changed the name from assault weapon to scary looking gun. Um, you know, I mean, this I go okay. If you want to ban assault weapons, why don't we actually ban assault weapons? We're going to ban weapons of war. Fully automatic firearms will not be allowed to be purchased by private citizens without a special license. And they're going to like, oh, no, these guns are weapons of war because they look like weapons of war. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, these people have no idea what they're talking about. You know, the uh, remember the magazine ban? That was uh, a little while ago, right? So you passed right. the magazine ban. Oh, you can't have more than 10 rounds. I had an amendment to that. And, you know, you know what you said? I'm a good Second Amendment guy. But I said, 
if you accept my amendment, I will vote for this bill. It's a very simple amendment. It only applied to criminals. <laughs> if you accept this amendment, law-abiding citizens will not be at a disadvantage to criminals, and criminals are going to ignore it anyway, right? So, <laughs> it's stupid. And the, and the hilarious thing is, I, did you guys hear about the letter that the uh, uh, our governor wrote to the to the governor of Idaho? Well, I saw the letter that the governor of Idaho wrote back. Right, right. Okay, so the letter that our governor wrote to the governor of Idaho, and I can, I'll email it to you so you have it. Uh, he's over there saying to the governor of Idaho, oh, the bill that you passed is likely unconstitutional, and it'll be challenged in court, and you'll be wasting your money. In the meantime, he just signed three gun bills that are totally unconstitutional. <laughs> you know? I go, it's not that hard. You know, the, uh, uh, so, the, the first one was, you know, you had to be, uh, you had to take a, uh, a test. You know, you had to take a course and all that stuff. And I go, okay, but our state constitution says shall not be impaired. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're required to do something for a right, that kind of is an impairment, right? Yes. The, the assault weapon ban and the and the manufacturing ban are clearly unconstitutional, and uh, the manufacturing ban a uh, uh, conflicts with the Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. I mean, it's just this guy is chastising the uh, the governor of Idaho for uh, for saying if you take uh, one of our girls out of Idaho to Washington for an abortion without the parents' consent, it's a felony. Right. You're going, you know, it's serious crime. It does sound and like our kidnapping. governor's going like, oh, you're 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 uh, you're you're uh, uh, inhibiting this poor girl's right to health care, health care, ripping a baby out of a mother's womb. What are you talking about? Well, isn't um, it true that here in Washington state, you don't even have to be a doctor to perform an abortion? So. Oh, no, 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 no. Anybody can do it now. So. So, you know, that guy, the janitor that cleans the hospital, uh, he's a, a health care professional, so he could do an abortion. Uh, and that's what got me about the Republican approach during the election. I was the only one that actually brought up the fact that the Democrats passed the law saying anybody can do an abortion and they are exempt from criminal liability. That means that guy, Kermit Gosnell, that killed three babies. Yeah. And a woman died from an abortion he did, who's currently serving a life sentence, he would be exempt from prosecution in Washington state. And a woman of means that the law used to say only a doctor. Then they changed it to say a doctor, physician assistant, a nurse, or a healthcare provider. Now, I don't know what medical degree a healthcare provider has, but that's just a gift of Planned Parenthood. And then why exempt them from criminal liability? I mean, if you were going to exempt them from civil liability, you might be able to make some kind of argument for that. But criminal liability? Cut me a break. Well, we know what it's about, right? It's like a, you've greased my back. This is all about the, you know, as we talked about before, spiritual warfare, but it's child sacrifice. It is literally well, the left's focus I think Planned on, Parenthood gives a lot of money to people too, bro. Well, that's, that's just it, though. But they get money and they get Oh, yeah, money. it's all about the money. It's all about yeah. the money. Yeah, uh, so they're, willing, they're willing to sacrifice. You know, they're willing to sacrifice our children 
to this god of abortion. I mean, that Christianity ended Inca infant sacrifice in the 1400s, for God's sake. And these guys are over here just constantly wanting to kill babies at every at every turn. And if they make so, it to, uh, if they make so it to I the age talk, of 13. I want to talk about the Blake fiasco before I forget. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Please do. Uh, so the Blake fiasco. So... And to, to bring people up to speed, when we call the Blake fix, so how many years ago? Man, 2000, I don't know, two, three years ago. This girl, Shannon Blake, gets arrested for having drugs on her, which is a felony, right? So, and she says, these aren't my pants. I borrowed them from my girlfriend. I didn't know the drugs were in the pocket. It goes all the way up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court rules our liberal Supreme Court, most of which were appointed by the governor, uh, they ruled that, oh, you know, unlawful search and seizure or whatever it is, right? So that basically throws out all the felony drug convictions and 375 violent drug people get let out of jail. And so now drugs are legal. Mm -hmm. So everybody's talking about the drugs, the Blake Six. Because the Democrats fixed it by, you know, I, I jokingly said, you know, the Democrats have uh, uh, reduced crime by making crime legal, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is what they did. So, they did. so the Blake fix. So, if you can imagine, the the Democrats were totally in a quandary over this, right? They argued in the Senate. They argued among themselves for six and a half hours over. A, a bill that we wanted to make it a felony again to be in possession of drugs. So the original idea was, you know, you get caught with drugs and, uh, you know, with some compromise with the Democrats because they wanted to have treatment and all that. Okay, you get caught with drugs and maybe you do treatment. You know, you, you do this, you do that, and, and it won't be a felony the first time. But the second time you get caught, it's a felony Okay, that was that was a starting point for some kind of compromise. The end result, where 50% of the Democrats voted no because it was too weak or too strong, and 50% of the Republicans voted no because it didn't really do anything. I voted yes because it did something. It, did, it was a little bit better. The cops said, well, it's not, not great, but it's a little bit better. Uh, prosecutors, et cetera, all bought into it. But here's, if you can imagine this, if you get caught with drugs, you have to, uh, you have to commit to doing drug treatment. They have to promise to do drug treatment. You go to drug treatment, then your record gets expunged, et cetera. So you get caught a second time. Well, this time you really have to promise. You get caught a third time. Well, the third time, you really, really have to promise. You gotta like pinky time. swear, And it's right? not until the fourth time, it's not until you get caught with drugs the fourth time that it's actually a gross misdemeanor instead of a felony, right? And uh, so that's what left the Senate and went to the House. Wow. The House totally gutted it, basically made it legal. And when they brought their, the bill up for a vote, now bear in mind, their bill that they voted on was that nobody liked it. Nobody in law enforcement liked it. Prosecutors didn't like it. It actually, it actually, it, it did state preemption and made it so weak 
that basically legalizing drugs and created this this circular thing where you all as long as you went to treatment you wouldn't have a felony you wouldn't have a conviction on your record you just keep going to treatment and um, so anyway they brought it up to a vote and it failed because 25 percent of the democrats in the house along with all of the republicans voted against it and again the ones that voted against it the democrats that voted against it said it was too stringent too stringent it didn't do anything <laughs> so so now i sent out a letter to all my cities and said well now you don't have a state law. There's no state pre- uh, preemption on this drug conviction stuff, but you can pass your own ordinances locally that will make it a gross misdemeanor. So, wow. uh, so that's what you're going to see happening over the next uh, you know, couple of weeks. Those cities are going to be passing their own ordinances. Do you think so? Uh, honestly, if, when you think about Oh, yeah, they're already Seattle. doing it. They're already doing it. They're already putting together model ordinances among themselves so that they'll have a consistent ordinance across multiple cities. We've got county and city prosecutors not prosecuting crime. We've got um, the city of Seattle saying that if it's less than 300 bucks, we won't arrest them. You've got this uh, de facto legalization of drug possession. You've got this, you know, promise pinky swear stuff. It's pretty scary when you think about how rampant and how enticing, first of all, and then the fact that uh, these police lean laws that were passed a few uh, sessions ago where we couldn't pursue, how's the, how does a police officer do their job in these environments, Phil? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we passed we passed a pursuit bill, which was also kind of stupid. I mean, it just it was like this tiny little baby step. Uh, you couldn't pursue for car theft. You couldn't pursue for this. Couldn't pursue for that. I mean, it was just stupid. I go, uh, you know what? We should just pass a law that we need to have a lawyer go at every cop so the cop could say, can I do this? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's stupid. Uh, and then, uh, remember, they repealed three strikes you're out. Now, remember that the Democrats are there championing abortion because it was passed by an initiative in what, the 90s? Mm-hmm. So, oh, you can't repeal that. You can't touch that. Oh, the people voted for that. But advisory votes? Oh, don't worry about that. That's gone. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know all this stuff. I, it's just, you know, you pass I-200 by uh, initiative. or th- I'm sorry, three strikes you're out by initiative, right? And right. they repealed it retroactively. They, they actually repealed a violent crime to be not a strike. And the end result of that was more felons got released out onto the street. Vile, these are violent people. And the first thing one of them did was go and murder his ex-girlfriend in front of her 14-year-old kid. I mean, these, and, and these are the same people telling you, you, a law-abiding citizen, can't have a firearm because we don't think you can handle it. This is the same governor, first of all, that's shaking his finger at other states and other governors that couldn't get 1% for the presidential run that was literally in downtown Seattle a couple months ago during the session, uh, pointing out the homelessness. He goes, we have to do something about this. Where have you been the last eight, 10 years? Come on. <laughs> uh, it's all about the photo op, right? Senator Fortunato. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Senator Jeff Wilson and I, you know, the governor came out with his big plan to get people off the side of the road, right? So his big plan is, Oh, you know what? If you camp on the side of the road, I'll give you an apartment. So Senator Jeff Wilson and I were going to go and camp on the side of the road and say, hey, where's our apartment? 
<laughs> I mean, this, it's madness. I want you to think about this. You know, there's a bear crap in the woods. Everybody knows they do. But where's a homeless person crap? Right? I mean, why isn't the Department of Health shutting down these homeless camps? I mean, they're not using porta johns. Uh, I mean, it's, just, it's a filthy, disgusting mess. And, you know, five years ago, I ran a bill, that, you know, I had a, a series of bills for homelessness, uh, one of which uh, started off with graffiti. And I said, if you tolerate graffiti, you will get more of it, right? And the, right. And the bill basically said, if you if you if we catch you doing graffiti, then we're not going to fine you and we're not going to put you in jail. We're going to hand you a scrub brush and you got to scrub this crap off for 30 days, you know. And yeah. now look at it. When you got people from Africa commenting on the fact that America looks like a third world country, <laughs> you know, yep, that says something. So you've been in the Senate a couple sessions now, uh, and obviously before in the House, the previous run, uh, has it gotten any better whatsoever uh, as far as getting our message heard, um, being able to get some kind of amendment passed with this majority? Well, uh, remember, last we expected the last election. We expected to win two. We needed to win uh, uh, win four, and um, uh, or five, yeah, we needed to win five actually, uh, and we needed to protect one. Instead of winning the two that we thought we were going to get, which would have put us within striking distance of this next election. In this, I'm talking in the Senate now because yes. in the Senate, everybody's up every uh, every other two year cycle, so half of the Senate is up every two years. So I was up this last uh, in 22, and I'll be up again in, what, 26. Um, uh, but the number of vulnerable seats for the Democrats were all in the 22 year, right? Now the, the number of vulnerable seats for the Democrats in 24, there's only one, maybe two, right? So we can't, we can't get it. But we were expecting to win that, those two. Instead, we lost one. Now, what that meant was their majority went from 26 or 28, right, which is a, uh, uh, you need 25. Mm -hmm. So they went from a three-seat majority to a four-seat majority. They gained more. And the end result of that was my office used to be in the legislative building. They got the majority. We lost the seat. They gained the seat. I was the last Republican to get in the ledge building office. They wanted my office. I had to move. Were they moving <laughs> I mean, to the cafeteria? People don't realize. <laughs> uh, we, we moved into the modular buildings, the new temporary buildings, because they're knocking down the uh, Republican office building and going to build a new building, um, which which will actually be much nicer. But, uh, uh, but I, I mean... When they got a four-vote majority in the Senate, they could do whatever they want. Four of their members could vote no, and everything still passes. You know? Uh, so, surprisingly, uh, you know what? We have a controversial bill, a tax bill or something, and surprisingly, all the Democrats that were up for election voted no, but it still passed. And, by the way, you will be glad to know that because the Supreme Court ruled in favor of their excise tax. And this excise tax on the rich, uh, 
by their own admission, it's a test case for a full-blown income tax, right? So when anybody thinks that, oh, they're just taxing the rich, well, yeah, they're taxing the rich to lay the groundwork to tax everybody else. In addition to that, they had a bill for uh, raising the property tax lid, which is now set at 1%. So the value of your house is going up, so you're paying more taxes. And in addition to that, the city and the state can each raise your taxes, the property tax 1%, which they do every single time. And they want to take that from 1% to 3%. That means your, your property taxes, instead of going up a maximum of 2% with the uh, increase in value, they would go up a maximum of 6%. Now, wow. people are screaming about property taxes, getting taxed out of their homes. Seniors are getting taxed out of their homes. Everybody's screaming about property tax, and these guys want to raise property taxes. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, there's never get enough money. Insult to injury. Yeah, insult to injury. Didn't um, someone mention the fact that they wanted to raise the REIT as well, the real estate excise tax? Is that true too, Phil? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're always putting, they put an extra $100 document fee on there. Uh, for uh, uh, if you were if you were a person of color who was discriminated against before 1968 uh, by restrictive covenant saying, for example, blacks can't live here, uh, we are going to give you uh, additional assistance, you and your descendants. Right now, you know, so it's preferential treatment based on race. Yep. And I go, okay, if we could go back 50 years, let's go back 70 years to, uh, to World War II when my parents were on the enemy alien list, right? I right. go, they couldn't get loans. They couldn't buy houses. I go, what about, what about that? Nope, that doesn't count. I mean, this is stupid. I mean, you're not going to stop discrimination until you stop discriminating, I mean, it's not about equity. It's about equality, equal opportunity, equal access. I mean, this is, this is, these people are total racist. Uh, yes, I couldn't have said that better. No. That brought me up to a thought I had earlier. You, you're pretty eloquent and you're not shy about saying this is stupid and <laughs> telling them why that doesn't play it. Do you ever get to the point where they're trying, they're talking about issues or a bill they want to pass? It's absolutely insane that you go, you stand up and went, nah, never mind. It's not worth it. Uh, I know you're representing your people, but it's well, here, here's, no, no, no. Here's what I, here's what I did, right? I did an amendment to a bill that was clearly outside the scope and object. Okay. So, okay. In other words, the title of the bill says this, and so the substance of the bill has to reference the title, right? Mm -hmm. And so if it's outside that, it's, it's uh, you know, outside the scope and object of the bill. I wrote an amendment to a bill that was clearly outside the object, scope and object, right? Right. And so, uh, so I get up and I speak on the amendment. And I just talked on the amendment. I said, you know, all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, I go, however, Mr. President, I think this bill, this amendment, it's just a little bit outside the scope and object of the bill. So rather than have my Democratic counterpart spend all this time telling you and making you do the research, I'm going to withdraw this amendment, right? So, right. 
So the president goes, hearing no objection, and one of the Democrats that was going to respond, right, right, said, I object. Right Afterwards, she comes up to me, she goes, I spent 20 minutes writing a rebuttal to your to your <laughs> amendment. <laughs> oh, and then the, if you watch, did you watch the assault weapon ban on uh, TVW at all? No. I did not, no. Yeah. So if you do, if you do, when they bring it up, I had an amendment, and the amendment was to change the intent section, right? And so you know, if you read the intent section of the of the bill, it's oh man, it just makes your blood boil. That toxic masculinity and all this other nonsense in there. And uh, so I drafted the new one. I said the purpose of this bill is to instill fear in the populace and attribute fear in, in, uh, to an inanimate object. And, and you know, so, so, I mean, it was about a page and a half of a, uh, 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 basically a rebuttal to their uh, intent section. And um, so I get up there and I, uh, I, uh, I go to move the amendment and I said, uh, Mr. President, I would like the amendment read in its entirety, right? right. <laughs> and after a while I go, Okay, so they actually read it out, out loud uh, in the uh, in the chamber. So you know, yeah, you know, hey, that was actually a pretty good floor speech. <laughs> <laughs> read the, read, uh, well, we're so grateful behalf. grateful for you being there. Thank you. I, I you know, if, if there's anything else we can do and uh, do more to uh, you know help help out our guys like senator phil fortunato who's our guest by way of phone i know you got to go you got something to do but uh we're just yep. so grateful for you bro Thanks. well but here's the deal here's the deal you don't have to worry about the 31st legislative district we need we need the other we need people in other legislative districts to start calling out these democrats on how wacky this stuff is and how i mean go and look at what they've actually done with the majority that people have given them and uh and then tell me whether you like it or not i mean there's nothing in there that that, that i like but you're right i gotta go my wife's giving me the hook all right we'll see you, you we'll sir. get you back we'll talk more that was uh senator phil okay Fort god Sonata. bless bye-bye yep god bless uh great stuff right marty <laughs> I, love I, mean, that guy. I really do. Um, he, he ran a pretty good governor campaign as well, but it, you know, he really is a guy that's a fighter. He has, he knows his principles. He knows his topics, but he does it with such joy. You got to, when, when things are, you and I, I get pretty dark sometimes, pretty negative when it comes to things we're dealing with spiritually and politically. And I would want him in the chamber with me. You know, sometimes yeah. you have to you know, straighten them out or argue with them. But the point is, is I like that attitude. Like, okay, you know, you got to laugh at some of this stuff because it is absurd, you know, and still keep on fighting. So, yeah, what a great guy. Well, um, and, you know, one of the strategies in in uh, the Olympia, um, you know, session is that if you can offer these amendments and you can slow things down, then that limits the amount of bad stuff they can get through because they only have, they have a set by law session time. There's cutoff dates for introducing new things. And so, um, you know, these strategies, you know, in, you know, in addition to being able to call out, you know, the absurdity of some of these uh, proposed legislative uh, bills, um, it also slows down the process, mm -hmm. makes the process more deliberate. Um, 
And, uh, you know, one of the, you know, one of the great things that did happen in 2022 here in the United States of America is we did gain control of the U S house of representatives. So that again, is this, this, okay, that puts the brakes on because for a law to get passed, at the federal level, you have to pass both the House and the Senate. And so unless they're talking to each other, unless they're working on stuff together, the Biden agenda is dead. And did you hear, brother, that Lay this, it on me, bro. this this old guy that's barely cognizant has decided to, to run for re-election? Uh, <laughs> I heard that. Uh, but he uh, likes ice cream. And if you don't believe him, if you don't believe him, you can come up and see. I'll show you his freezer full of ice cream, bro. And I think I, see- I think corn pops, too. He likes corn pops. Yeah. No, wait, no that pops. corn pops one bad dude. Never mind. That. He doesn't like corn pops. Sit up too. Remember when Obama had that big like um, Greek column thing and he came out and did the whole speech? Keep the oceans from rising. And all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I, I think Biden should have a bunch of like ice cream trucks, you know, lined up with <laughs> balloons and clowns. <laughs> You got right. It. It, it, That's be funny, great. dude. <laughs> ben Come and out. Jerry's, aren't they kind of lefties? They are ben lefties. Yeah. So Ben that. and Jerry's could do some flavors for everybody. How that music uh, if kids start running, right? That's kind of creepy when you think about it, right? The old most man. Americans polled, Democrat and Republican, do not want Joe Biden to run. Now that's not saying anything because most Americans polled don't want Donald Trump to run again either. So but, you know, who's doing the poll? Um, right. Trump is exceedingly popular. Uh, he continues to to outperform any potential rival in the field. Um, did you hear that they actually arrested the guy? Did you hear about that? And yes, indicted him and stuff? Okay. Yep. Just yep. wondered yep. if you were paying and any attention at all, brother. It is your birthday week. And his uh, coffers increased pull- as well. Yes. You said they pulled his thumb. Why did they pull his? No, thumb? no, 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 no. The poll numbers jumped, brother. Oh, um, I thought you said they pulled his. Th- Remember the old trick? Pull my yeah, thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, my thumb or pull I my finger. I can totally, totally see Trump doing that joke. Um, <laughs> you no, know, it's what? crazy. And then, yeah. but you've got, you know, Joe Biden hasn't. You know, the he's like the job's not finished. I'm yeah, exactly. The capital is still in D.C. It's supposed to be in Beijing. Um, you know, there's, you know, that the border is, you know, we haven't, you know, overwhelmed the border with the 20 million or so that have come over in the last two years. I mean, this is, um, you know, we, we've talked about this, uh, um, Trump in his, uh, 2016 run talked about the border and they're calling him racist and whatever, because it's an issue back then. Now fast forward to now, to your point, this is a, an invasion, literally this, the, the number of people that populate the state of Texas or California or Florida, take your pick, has entered the country uh, th- through the southern border. Think about that over time. That's a, that's a, a large amount of people, millions and millions of, of illegal aliens that they're importing a voter base. And it's all about elections and power. It, it is scary because with that came, came the increased crime. With that comes the drug trafficking, the Chinese fentanyl coming through the southern border, that they're finding terrorists, they're finding um, uh, immigrants from all different of the nations around the world because it's so porous down there. I feel really, really bad for our border patrol, but this is all intentional. Observe, oh, they're 
making sure this is part of their long-term plan. We have to understand that we have been invaded and there's a better way of doing it. We've already been the most generous nation in the world, allowing a million legal immigrants a year. That's huge. But to add on top of that, the sheer mass numbers, our system, first of all, struggling because of inflation, struggling because of the all the poor job the Biden administration is doing in these leftist cities and the rampant crime, as we talked about before. Then you add in tens of millions more people that don't cannot support themselves, that need to live off the system. If you were a betting man, that's that I would bet that's intentional. Uh, if you want to bring down something, you know, you're going to overwhelm it with that mass horde. So, um, but we're resilient. Well, said, yes. Yeah. We're yeah, but resiliency to a point. Yes. Um, it, it it's not time to give up. It's not time to sit back. It's not time to run away. It's time to um, you know, continue if you've been fighting, you know, take a break, take a nap if you need one, drink a cup of coffee, whatever. But let's keep going. Yep. Um, you know, thankfully, thank God, you know, we've lost a competitor. Uh, you know, it was totally taking uh, ratings away from us. Tucker Carlson uh, left Fox News. So, so glad about that. I thought you were talking about Don Lemon. I'm just, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don Lemon never took a viewer, a listener from From Doug and Marty. But uh, no, uh, Tucker Carlson did release a statement this week um, shortly after being uh, relieved of his duty as the most popular uh, news anchor in the history of the world. Um, And basically said, we've got to stop listening to the Uniparty. We've got to stop, you know, he's, he says, you know, the, the real issues, you know, the issues that, that matter to, to mom and dad and all the kids and the, all the ships at sea are not allowed to be talked about in the media. Only the issues that benefit the uniparty, those in power. Yes. And uh, Tucker says, you know, we've got to, as long as we're willing to talk about those issues amongst ourselves and to ignore the, the corporate you know, media and ignore the, the, the manipulation that's happening. You know, I loved, do you like JP Sears, the comedian guy, the long hair comedian? Yeah. Yeah. He had an interesting analysis and he said, do you think Fox news might be controlled opposition? Like we'll oppose to a point, but we'll oppose it in a way that doesn't gives you hope that we're some opposition, but actually doesn't oppose anything. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Brandon Russell, I think it is him, uh, JP Sears, there's several others that were used to be on the left, if you will, have been suddenly woken up and they're like, hey, this is they're, they're speaking truth. Whether it be Andrew Tate or whether it be um, uh, Joe Rogan, whatever, those guys, too, are like, what is going on? And, and I think it's really, really good. To your point, though, I, this reminds me uh, of back when Glenn Beck was popular. Remember when Glenn Beck was just like blowing up everywhere. Yeah, he was number of, one. He was number yeah. one on Fox at the time. He was, this was pre-Tucker Carlson. He was going through it. He was educating people on the constitution, education uh, people on sort of the deep state, really good. And then he got literally the, the whole establishment came after him. Then you have Tucker Carlson, who was, like you said, you turned me on, Tucker. You are a big fan. I watched Hannity, got tired of Hannity, was watching Newsmax. Then I started watching Tucker every night. I really liked him. And lately, I saw him go into, hey, this vaccination thing, they've been lying to you. Hey, this uh, laptop, they've been lying to you. Hey, there's the Uniparty with um, um, 
uh, McConnell's agreeing with the Democrats here on this one right here. The uh, over and over and over again, speaking truth very boldly. I'm like, uh-oh. And you just knew right there that he's calling it like it is. And so you have Murdoch, who's uh, and his family took, who took over, right, said, takes the number one show off the air. And it, a little bit reminiscent. I know that there was some charge. the statement that yes. we thank Tucker for his service. Did you, did you yes. get that in the statement? Yeah. In other words, we're the boss. We're he the boss. serves us. Yeah. And right? we're, we're letting him go. They lost almost a billion dollars in stock value. The market cap, yeah. The market cap after they let him go. I the checked the ratings. Show- the, I checked the daily ratings on Monday. Okay. So the 8 o'clock uh, East Coast – Five o'clock Pacific Coast ratings for Monday. They lost 1.5 million viewers in that time slot. And I'm guessing that many of them, like me, tuned in to see if it was actually true and then immediately turned off Brian Kilmeade. Right. So it was like, no, I'm not I'm not watching this. Right. I haven't turned on Fox since. I haven't run the Fox app on my phone. I have Fox Nation and Dang, if I didn't pay a year in advance because they gave me like a forty nine dollar right, for the right. you know thing, so I can't. But I can cancel and say eh, I'm canceling, but um, they're not going to give at, me my money back. Uh, so look at Budweiser who and Bud Light who lost. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah stupid thing was you know they were by BlackRock right, which is a, a major major um, um, venture capitalist if you will um, fund that is in, invested in everything right. Uh, Vanguard as well um, induced them to do this. And then they made a big mistake. And of course their um, president of marketing uh, resigned or whatever. It's the same thing with, uh, with Fox here. They don't mind losing money to drive their agenda. It's, it's best to resign when you've got a, a shoe up your butt. Yes. Yeah. Just saying, you should go ahead and resign. But right now, both Fox and Bud Light losing like a billion dollars based on these decisions immediately and not caring. Down. I mean, and, and didn't Fox and just caring. pay uh, Dominion like 700 and some yeah. million dollars too? So, you know, the total losses here are in the billions, mm-hmm. but who freaking cares, right? How much yeah. money do you need? And Tucker's laughing. You know, I saw the I yeah. saw the video of him and his golf cart, and they're like, What's your plans for the future? He's like, I'm gonna have an entree and a and a uh. And an appetizer. I haven't been to a dinner with my wife on a weeknight in seven years. I'm like, and he's happy. He's driving away laughing. And you're just like, yeah, that guy's been sacrificing for it. Hey, I I've got, I opened up my Twitter app okay. on my phone here while we've been uh, recording this on the air. And I uh, went to at Tucker Carlson on Twitter. His video that I was just referring to. Uh, as of right this minute, has 3.4 million views. Guess how many viewers Tucker Carlson had on a weeknight? About uh, three, about three million. Three million, okay. Uh, so he has all his viewers. He didn't lose a one of them. All he's got to do is put out videos on Twitter, and he's getting just as big of an audience as he got on Fox News. Wow. At, uh, and probably um, drive a lot more funding his way, even though he's making a ton of money at Fox. I'm sure. So, okay. Um, it was I, the, the guess is the guess for Fox. It, the guess was initially was 6 million a year. Okay. Uh, most estimate that he was probably 30, 35, maybe million a year, you know, as his shows uh, gained popularity. Um, 
but I guess his wife is heir to the Swanson fortune. You probably heard. Are of you Swanson. serious? I did. Not and know so that. money was never an issue for for Tucker Carlson. They never needed it. Didn't well, you know? I, I it like reminds him. me of uh, who was that well, radio host here in Seattle that that left and started the podcast. Uh, he it's the same way. Money was never an issue for him. Uh, already was a millionaire. I can't remember his name. He was on uh, one of the local radio stations here in Seattle. Um, we had him, tall guy, light colored hair. Ah, what's his name? I'm anyway. thinking. I'm thinking. Todd Herman. Todd Herman. Yeah, he okay. never needed never needed the money, right? I, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. So um, already wealthy people. Yes. And so, and I, I think, you know, Tucker Carlson's kind of like the guy. Remember Ren and Stimpy, the shiny red button. Don't touch it. Yes. Yes. Tucker yeah. Carlson's like, whenever they said, don't touch the shiny red button, he'd be like punching the shiny red button, right? Don't talk about election. Oh, let's talk about elections. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about not, January 6th. Let's talk about January 6th. Not you know, going on a tangent on this, Lynn, but think about this. Um, the reason, one of the reasons Trump was so popular and so, and so resilient to the attacks is he didn't need them. He didn't, he had his own money. He had his own uh, authority. He didn't, he wasn't beholding somebody. Well, there's and he's self, very, uh, yeah. he has self-confidence. Yeah. There's something I don't, very need, powerful, your, I don't need your approval to be yeah. okay with me. Right. Whether it be Todd Herman or Tucker Carlson or Donald Trump, when you have the means where you don't need them, that's powerful. That is, that is powerful. To your point, if you're not afraid to die, you have no fear, right? Yeah. You know, when you're doing the mission for, for the Lord, it's just, I, I think that's, there's if something. You can't win. You have nothing to lose. Right. Right. And uh, so, um, yeah, it was uh, I mean, that was shocking to me because it was kind of my thing. You know, I, five o'clock, mm -hmm. I was watching Tucker here, West Coast time and, um, you know, it, it pretty much every day. And uh, but I think you and I may have been talking it, and I said, man, he's getting really close. Like the CIA is involved with Kennedy. The CIA was involved in taking out Nixon. Right. When Nixon mm -hmm. was getting close to this Kennedy thing. And um, and he's like broadcasting this stuff and it's out there. And I thought, man, we need to pray for Tucker that he doesn't get killed. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. literally thinking that. Well, he got killed this way right yeah but maybe that's the mercy of god bro let's take him off the air rather than assassinate to your him. point uh even i'm I, look brandy cruz there in the northwest uh i wasn't a big brandy cruz person she's definitely not a, uh, i would say wouldn't say a convertible uh conservative i said convertible conservative yeah, she's uh, a yeah. convertible but <laughs> leaving can convert her to conservative right? if we, if we uh, try. leaving q13 and doing her own podcast she's doing very very well that the lady we had for the east side republican dinner doing very, very well doing her. There is a big audience out there to your point. Um, Tucker may reach more people um, not being on Fox than he did at Fox, which is kind of odd if you think about it, but well, you, and I and, uh, you know, and I agree, you know, that there's definitely more opportunities, you know, for the individual. Mm -hmm. uh, but I believe that taking him off television was bad because yeah. it is it was an accessibility and a it was easy right anybody that's got cable satellite whatever you could t tune in or you could watch it on you know youtube i used i get fox news on my sirius xm you know in my car and on my mm -hmm. app and stuff like that very accessible in a sort of a traditional way and tucker is a what i would call a traditional media person his dad was in media and he his whole entire life he's been in in what we would say is corporate media. And I, I think that 
his realization, uh, there was an interview that was done with him not long ago uh, on another podcast. And he was talking about um, discovering that corporate media is this corrupt and is, you know, is a tool of propaganda and is being used by the government and stuff like that. He said it was like a slap in the face because he's always loved the industry. He's always loved you know, what he's, what he's been involved in and real news, you know, a real news thing. Like, you know, I don't know if you saw the thing, the episode with the pizza dude that tripped the feed yeah. and then the, yeah. the pizza, that was the last show, right? The pizza right. dude brings pizza to the set and he's like, I'm having sausage and pineapple pizza. And the pizza guy's going, that's an abomination. And, and Tucker's like, I know, but I don't care. I, I'm good with it. <laughs> Whatever. It's like his favorite thing. And um, so, but we're, you know, um, you know, I, I still think that in seven mountain, right. We need to yes. take everything, yes. everything we can and sure the individual and all that. And I, you know, one of the things that felt, I felt like the Lord was dealing with me on is that you're depending too much on Tucker Carlson, right? Ah, you, you need right. to hear my voice and you need to be a voice and we need to have other voices and, you know, stop looking to that. But I mean, most people that I knew that I am currently you know, friends with that was the one on Fox news that we trusted. Not that we didn't like Laura Ingram or, or Sean Hannity or, or Jesse waters. I love Greg Gutfeld. He's funny and all that. He's funny. Yep. But if yep. I was going to go somewhere for cutting through the, the baloney and getting right to the cheese, I'd go Tucker Carlson every time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Straight shooter. No, and even funny. My even my wife liked watching Tucker, which is, which is uh, saying a lot for, she doesn't like my wife too. Stuff. And she's not into Fox news at all. Yeah, but exactly she would go. Right. She would go. She would watch Tucker once in a while. And go, Do you yeah, think yep, he'll be right. back on another network anytime in the future? I'd hate to speculate. Um, I think he could. I think he could write his own ticket. Obviously, however, um, the longer you wait, the quicker they forget. It's, yeah, well, you know, this I is mean, a this is what have you done for me lately? Sort of a you know the media no, situation yeah. is you've got to stay bigger. constant. We, we, in, in, or you know yeah my them. my wife couldn't even remember megan kelly's name she goes what's that one blonde lady that left fox and thought she was great and i'm like megan kelly yeah 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 that's her <laughs> you know i mean she's gone for a while you know several years now but who is she right, right. and she does okay on her own little kind of moderate way over there somewhere mm -hmm. um but um yeah we this in, in, in marketing. Okay. So, you know, obviously I'm the president of Prologue Digital. We do marketing. And the thing that we talk about is reach and frequency. Okay. So mm -hmm. reach is how many people can I get? Frequency is how many times, right? And so what Tucker had was he had, you know, this three to 6 million uh, audience reach that was like, I mean, that day, right? That night. Right. And his little snippets, yeah. his little yeah. snippets of video, like he would do a, that little snippet on January 6th, that thing would go viral and it'd be like 20, 30 million on YouTube watching clips of Tucker Carlson. And this was yep. with a younger demo. This is not just, you know, older folks like us. This was with even, you know, Gen Z and stuff. Everybody liked Tucker because he's kind of entertaining, right? He's kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. these are our our, uh, our lizard overlords or whatever, you know, how, how we would do it. And, um, right. and really bring it down to where anybody could understand this isn't, this is stupid. Like this TikTok man, right? It's not a TikTok man. This is a control, complete control of everything on the internet. And if you say anything wrong, 20 years in jail for you yeah. from the yeah. federal government, that's not a TikTok man. That's like, I control speech 
I control control. And you know, the other thing about that is that they had that retroactive. So yes. if you said something against election integrity like six years ago and they pass that law, guess what? You could go to jail for 20 years. Uh-huh. Especially right? if yeah, exactly right. If the truth and political stripe, we've seen that already with the uh, IRS and the conservative groups back in the day, weaponizing now with the extra that was uh, child's play. You I heard know. about the guy that got sentenced to, you know, jail because he did a meme about Hillary Clinton and the no. voters. Oh dude, he got years. And, and it was a joke. It wasn't even yeah. real. And they're, they're like, Oh, this is a, a messing with elections and stuff. So, you know, uh, Donald Trump uh, being indicted, you know, this is, this is unheard of never before. So we're way, 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 way yeah. down the road from the IRS thing of the, you know, the, the 2008, so 2010. I, I have a question for you. This is this not t- totally related, but we have this outright attack on parents, on our freedoms. We talked to Phil Fortnato earlier about the gun ban, about any one of our rights to the left is subjective, right? We'll take them away. And then, you know, crime and all that stuff, it drives their agenda with the border and so forth. There's there's another article. We've seen multiple articles, multiple um, scenes of this where the president, the uh, commander in chief, the Joe Biden that that's supposedly the most popular president in history with the 81 million votes. We know that's a lie. Um, again, is photocopied, means photoed. That was, uh, I just wanted to say that was Marty. Yeah, okay. What's that? When the, when the FBI comes over. That was Marty. Thank you. That was, that was me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a cheat sheet again, you can see it clearly. It says question one has the reporter's name on it, what the topic of the question is, and then the answer. So he could read it at the podium. This this wouldn't be allowed in junior high. You know, you should know your your stuff. And you're done. this is sad. This is the leader of the free world. The, the well, guys, I, I think that, them. you know, I think that people can have cheat sheets like, hey, if they ask this, you know, here's this, but, but like you said, like question one on the pop quiz is this, and here's right. the answer. And this is the correct answer. Yeah. That's, um, that's manipulation. That's media manipulation. Yep. That's pub, pub, public manipulation. So that is what we have to decide is who are we and what do mm-hmm. we want? Who are you and what do you want? Because, you know, um, the time for duck and cover, the time to, to withdraw, the time to pull back is over. This is they they're they're like we can do anything we want. What Phil was talking about, we can just we can do three. We don't just do one unconstitutional law in Washington. We'll do three at the same time, and then we'll tell everybody else what jerks they are in Idaho, right? And and so we're you know we are we're in a situation where we better learn how to fight. And it's one of the things too, yeah. bro. I'm like. Where, where are the judges? Where are the attorneys? Are there attorneys that listen to this program? Why are you not running for judge? We need righteous judgment judges again. You know, Paul uh, in, uh, was it second Corinthians was talking about people going to court against with, with the ungodly. Are there no judges in the church? And, and we need people in the church to run for judge, you know, run for judge, run for justice of the peace. You know, Why? Why, why we've withdrawn and it's really because of the bribe. It's really because of the money. Well, my practice will get hurt or I'll get disbarred or all these different things. If I try, even try. So the other side, they're bullies. 
and they're bullying everybody. And as, as we submit to it, uh, we got a problem. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw my, my Facebook feed this week, but Wednesday this week, April 26 was three years ago. It was a Sunday, April 26, 2020. Uh, we, I woke, I woke up by the Holy Spirit, 6 a.m. And he said, today you will do street church. And I went down to Point Rustin with a bunch of my friends in defiance of the lockdowns, the church closures, and we had street church. And there is a 34 minute video. If you want to see Doug struggling, <laughs> that is it. I mean, I've gotten a lot better with street church over the last yes, three years, you have, but, but I was struggling keeping the guitar in tune and getting the songs to play right off the iPad and all these different years things ago, uh, the day before my birthday, three years ago, uh, you, that's was the first ago. time that we went out and said, we are done with these lockdowns. We're done with this stuff. And we get, began, we had no cops that day, but the very next week they started to show up and, um, and we started to say, no, no, we don't, we don't comply. We are not complying with unconstitutional. We have freedom of speech. We have freedom of expression. Well, you can't play your guitar. Yes, I can. And you're not stopping us. And, uh, and we immediately got Pacific Justice Institute. Of course, we've had Brad on the program a couple of times from there, yep. pji.org. Um, you know, some of that stuff was very uncomfortable, Marty. You, you did street church. I mean, remember when you and I got yep. kicked off the campus at, uh, yep. uh, down in Olympia. the Capitol campus in Olympia, yep. uh, not comfortable, but we fought back and we ended mm-hmm. up winning that and opening that campus up for everyone and so I, that I, was just me and you and glenn and yep. know, a couple other I learned people a lot. yeah because awesome. bullies you know when we group together and we fight back the bullies will be defeated and they're bullying us and they're getting away with it um this this rule of law thing that people talk about dude this is legit the rule yeah. of law is what keeps us you know somebody said i think it was voltaire one of these philosophers said democracy the definition of democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding on what we're going to have for dinner that's right and and so that's why we don't have a democracy we have a republic because in a republic we have laws that protect the interests of the sheep of the minority of the the, that person make sure that sheep has a voice right yeah and it's never been just like what phil said before he he left the thing it's never been about equity it's always been about equality under the law everybody's the same under the law right a couple minutes this ties in really well there was a story in one american news out of north carolina the north carolina legislature um, was passing or were looking to pass a law that college students um, would have to take a constitutional course to graduate. The idea is learning the founding documents, right? We, that's, we, that seems like it's basic. Apparently, the 673 uh, university professors from University of North Carolina banded together to write a letter in protest saying that it's not right to uh, make um, these college students take a constitutional course. Why do you think they, they said it's obviously it's a, we used to on. teach that in high school. So you know all that history, U S history. So I mean, <laughs> it's a fairly conservative state. That's why they're passing this thing. But what in this college professors 
I don't think they have a leg to stand on, brother, but why would you oppose learning our founding documents? You wouldn't you think that'd be fundamental for all of our students as an American citizen? I'm just your your turn. Yeah, well, you know, the in their mind, in the leftist mind, the communist socialist mind, America is evil. There's no it has no redeeming qualities. And and so if you started to look at, you know, these documents that we believe that all men are created in, are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights among these life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, so forth. And, and why is America great? Why has America been so strong? Why have we been so resilient? Even as they're dumping sand in the gas tank, the engine keeps running. We keep pumping out the stuff. Um, it's because of the law, that the underlying law of the land. Most of our problems that we have right now are simply because we got away from the Constitution. We get back to that, I think things are going to be a lot better. Well, we are running out of time. Don't forget, you can go to DougAndMarty.com. Hey, you probably go there all the time. We don't have any merch, but we do have something free, and that is uh, past episodes that you can podcast. Or you can even tell your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, play Doug and Marty versus the world, and she'll do it. She's very nice that way. Right. I think we need merch from now on, though. Come on. We should get some merch. Well, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. <laughs> See you next time. Happy birthday. With you.